causes spider and varicose veins. How can I get rid of them? What treatment options are available? All that more on this episode of The Healthiest You. Dealing with spider and varicose veins is more common than you think. If your veins are making you self-conscious or causing you pain, you're not alone. Uh, You know, that's right. Vein issues affect both men and women. But the good news is there are options that can help. Here with all you need to know about spider and varicose veins, including treatment options, is Dr. Eric Wilson, vascular and endovascular surgeon with Lehigh Valley Heart and Vascular Institute. Dr. Wilson, welcome to the show. I appreciate you asking me to join you. Well, thank you for being here, doctor. Let's get right to it. What's the difference between spider and varicose veins? And is one more common than the other? Yeah, I I think that's a a great place to start because that's the question I often get asked. The uh, fact is that spider veins and varicose veins are part of a spectrum of bigger picture varicose veins. Uh, Spider veins being the obviously the very small ones. Varicose veins, what people think of as varicose veins is the bulging, sometimes grape-like clusters of veins that people have on their legs. What causes these kinds of veins? Ultimately, the cause of varicose veins is valve failure. Um, In the larger veins, it's usually a uh, main uh, deep vein or a superficial vein where the valves in the vein don't work appropriately. In the spider vein situation, it's usually a small uh, vein deep to the surface of the skin that feeds that network of venules or small veins in the skin. And when the valves in those veins fail, it uh, creates a stagnation of flow and a buildup of pressure in the smaller skin level veins, and then they dilate up and become spider veins. Uh, Doctor, you know, growing up, my mom would always say about varicose veins and spider veins. You didn't hear my dad talk about too much. Uh, How common are they in men and and women? Yeah, Mike, I'd say your dad was pretty lucky because about 55% of Varicose veins are are found in women, but up to 45% of all the varicose veins are seen in men. I had no idea that men actually, you don't hear men talk about it too often. It's very interesting. I'd like to say it's because men don't complain, but we know that that's not true. (laughs) Uh, I do think it's probably more related to the fact that uh, men uh, wear trousers more often than, you know, uh, women do. And the uh, coverage of the legs and they, Sort of, you know, if I don't see it, uh, I'm not worried about it. Uh huh. Can you prevent spider and varicose veins? Not entirely. Um, and I say that because there are several factors that are related to uh, the development of varicose veins that are not something that we have a control over, such as uh, family genetics, um, such as uh, the gender, and also hormonal influence. We do know that. One of the causative mechanisms in females is an abundance of estrogen and progesterone hormones, particularly around pregnancy or around menopause, that seems to play a significant role um, in the development of faulty valves in the veins. Um, The things that we have an ability to control are things such as a sedentary lifestyle. We certainly like to see people moving around more, but a lot of what we do in our our daily routines um, has to do with standing on our feet. And, you know, I often say that, um, you know, we were designed initially to be running around on all fours. And as evolution took hold and we got more upright, 
unfortunately, the physiology of the, the veins in our legs didn't really keep up with that. Do people experience any symptoms when they have spider or varicose veins? Absolutely. And uh, a lot of times people don't know how good their legs are supposed to feel because they've had varicose veins for so many years. But typical symptoms that people complain of are heaviness, achiness, or fatigue in the legs. And those are generally symptoms that are progressive through the course of a day. Um, Veins can also be tender. You can get swelling associated with the the feet or the ankles or the lower leg because of uh, stretching of the the veins, allowing fluids within the vein to seep out into the tissues. You've also got a stagnation of flow, so you don't have good venous return. So all of those things in combination can lead to some very uncomfortable legs, again, particularly over the course of the day. um, And most of the time, that has to be alleviated with elevating. So a lot of people will. Uh, you know, instinctively do what they should do, which is to get off their feet and get their ankles higher than their knees. When I saw my first uh, spider vein and varicose vein, this is the number one question I asked myself, and now you're here to answer it. Is there anything I can do from home to help? And would an Epsom salt bath help with varicose vein-related pain? So you, you asked one question and turned it into two. I love that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you, you said, is there anything you can do for the varicose veins? And, and the reality is there's nothing, um, you know, a salve ointment or activity that's going to actually reverse or get rid of the varicose veins other than some, you know, procedural kinds of things that we can talk about. What you're looking for is a little relief when it comes to the symptomatology. And in that case, you know, people for years have tried, uh, you know, Epsom salt baths. And I think that what you're really experiencing is the direct effect of the warmth of the bath. I don't think that Epsom salts are going to, they don't penetrate the skin. Uh, and so you're not going to really get any mineral effect of the magnesium uh, that's in the, in the Epsom salts. And likewise, any topical uh, ointment that you might put on there. I know people have used things such as alcohol or witch hazel. Um, those, they cool the skin. So you're going to get that effect and you're going to feel like that area is, is relieved, if you will. But the reality is it's not really doing anything to the vein itself. It's kind of a, a masked feeling that you're, you're feeling better in that area. Doctor, I think you answered my next question. Does apple cider vinegar or witch hazel reduce the appearance of spider veins? Is, is that true? You hear it going around, but is that actually true? No, it won't have any. Uh, it won't have any visible effect on the varicose vein. Um, again, those substances are topical. They don't really seep into uh, the layers of skin to get down to the level that the vein really is. Um, so you're really feeling a cooling effect of those substances. What kinds of treatment does LVHN offer? Once we're able to identify what type of varicose vein there are and to get back to the original spectrum of the disease we've got spider veins which some folks that's all they have and then we've got the protuberant varicosities which is a whole other category in terms of treatment options and then there's a a degree of varicosity sort of in between the two called reticular veins and all of these are part of the big venous network that we have in our legs and throughout our body um Spider veins can be treated uh, with either injection sclerotherapy or laser ablation. Um, in the last 10 years, I've predominantly used the injection form of treatment, 
injecting an FDA-approved substance into the vein to actually irritate the vein, get the vein walls to collapse, and then allow that area to heal and eventually scar, but not a scar that you see. The effect of the treatment is to see the vein fade away. Um, So we offer that predominantly for the spider veins, particular veins, again, injection therapy, either with the injection of uh, atoxysclerol or asclerol solution. Sometimes we will foam that solution, uh, mixing air with it and injecting at that into the vein to, again, spread the irritation over the course of a bigger vein. When it comes to the larger veins, the, the bulging veins, what we really want to do is identify the source of those veins and then attack that. In doing so, by treating the source of the problem and the ultimate region where the valves are failing, that allows us then to have the vein, the varicose vein, which are essentially branch veins that you were born with, um, have those branch veins then subside in size and sometimes regress to the point that they completely go away, at least visibly go away. And uh, that's been our most effective way of, of treating that. What, what those methods do is replace what used to be Uh, a pretty medieval, if not gruesome treatment, which was vein stripping, where up until about 1999, we would just take the saphenous vein, which is a main superficial vein running between the groin and the knee, and we would just basically rip it out of there. Uh, Very painful. Uh, I can't tell you how many folks I had seen in my career that uh, years gone by, they had one leg treated, never went back for the other leg because it was so awful. And now that we've got some more modern catheter-based ways of treating these veins, um, they've all kind of flooded back to get the other leg treated. Dr. Wilson, if you could see the face I was making right now, I can't even imagine. That just sounds horrific. Yeah. This wasn't that long ago. Listen, when do we just start calling varicose veins nature's tattoos? Why don't we just call them that and then everyone will be happy with (laughs) I think I think that's what we need. We need a, a varicose vein acceptance. Yeah, you just need a little more PR, and then everyone's <laughs> going to be okay with them. Uh, let's say I have these varicose veins or spider veins. When should I make an appointment? It all depends on what aggrieves you the most about them. In other words, for spider veins, although they can, especially when they're they're prominent in the thighs and the lower legs, they can lead to symptoms in and of themselves. Um, unfortunately. Insurance companies don't always look at it like that, but they can be very symptomatic. So, again, heaviness, achiness, fatigue, tenderness, all of those things. Some uh, women will notice that during their menstrual cycle, their legs seem to be particularly achy or swollen. And a lot of that has to do with the veins. Um, So, when those symptoms start, that's absolutely when someone should come in to see us. Uh, When it comes to the, the bulging varicose veins, uh, again, when the symptoms start, heaviness, achiness, fatigue, tenderness, those are the big ones. Um, and, uh, and we always start out with a, a, you know, very simple series of tests to help determine the causation of the varicosities. There are non-invasive treatment programs, most of which involve the use of compression stockings or compression garments, um, all the way from that up through doing uh, surgical treatment or catheter-based, minimally invasive treatments. What happens if spider veins are left untreated and also the same question for varicose veins? Yeah, that's a great question. Most of the time, spider veins left untreated 
provided that they don't progress. And what I mean by that is um, you can even have uh, a situation where someone had trauma years ago. And uh, let's take, for example, uh, uh, playing high school softball. You get hit with a softball on the side of the thigh. And that leaves an area that ultimately shows spider veins. You probably don't have to get anything done about that if that doesn't, uh, if it doesn't bother you cosmetically. But there are situations where the progression of, of these spider veins can be such that even the slightest amount of trauma, particularly in spider veins around the ankles and the feet, the slightest amount of trauma can cause them to bleed. And let me tell you, the bleeding can be profound. And it's quiet and it's painless. So you could be in the shower and you're washing your leg and you don't realize it. You look down and all of a sudden there's a pool of blood there. And I don't say that to scare anybody. I'm just pointing out that that they, they can bleed rather profusely. Incidentally, should that ever occur, the answer is get your leg elevated, put just the slightest amount of pressure on that spot and it'll stop. Um but that's the kind of uh, thing that we look to avoid by getting somebody in for early treatment of, uh, of extensive spider veins. When it comes to varicose veins, the answer is, again, with the um, symptomatology, that should uh, garner when to come in and get treated. About the worst case scenario for somebody with um, bulging veins, they can tend to form a superficial phlebitis. So you can clot those superficial veins off. The vast majority of time, it's very safe, but it does tend to be painful and it can be debilitating because of the pain and the tenderness associated with it. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of imagery right there. Um, Dr. Wilson, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and letting us little, know a little bit more about spider veins and also varicose veins. Well, it's been my pleasure. If you need vein care, visit lvhn.org slash vein or call 610-402-3110 to learn more. And remember, be safe, be smart, and be the healthiest you.